0: Hello and welcome to for Fox eight episode 99. Um, and well, uh, we've been talking off air me and Rob uh, first time we spoke for the last few days. and um, we were just basically talking about you know what to do, um, how to go about this, how to how to do the show, how to discuss what's happened, what approach to take, um etc etc which i think a lot of people will probably be listening to this thinking that you know how they're going to go about this what angle they're going to come from and all that um and first of all we'll, we'll we'll go on about you know what's obviously happened but i think what we need to do is is basically say just at the start like we know what's happened everyone knows what's happened we've seen the footage we've seen the reaction uh, we've seen um, everything that everyone else has, all around the world. doesn't matter where you're listening to this from, um, everyone has seen the same things. Okay. Some people have been down the ground, I've been down the ground myself today, um, today being uh, the Monday, and um, so we can't really give anything new, and we can't really say anything different to anyone else, because the way the world is now, social media-wise, news-wise, there has been a massive description, really, of who Vishai was and what's happened at Leicester. And, of course, a lot of people, 99.9% of the people listening to this, are obviously City fans who know the history of King Power and their ownership and Vishay and what's happened. So I think a basically summary of it is just not needed. And so we were just kind of discussing on what what do we do? And I think we just kind of just roll with a conversation about it, really, and see where it goes to, Rob, um, for the first time. Hello.
1: Hi, Pete. Yeah, um, we had to have a pre-podcast chat, which we don't very often do um, historically, mainly um due to the fact that we don't really like each other and we only ever talk to each other when there's a microphone involved um no we normally we normally like to make the podcast as natural as possible and i think that's what helps us uh relate to you at home listening or listening in your car or wherever you're listening um and it helps you uh, relate to us as well i think in the fact that it is This podcast is, always has been, always will be for as long as we manage to drag it out. It will be two Leicester fans having a chat about what's happening at Leicester. But we had to talk about how to approach this in a way that is befitting of the situation but also not regurgitating anything that's already out there. And I think... Pete, you hit it hit the nail on the head there, really, and the fact that this is global news. Um and on completely the opposite end of the spectrum to Leicester winning the Premier League, this is alongside that, or slightly below that, however you want to rank them, the biggest story that's ever been that's ever involved our football club. So internationally, nationally, and locally, everybody is accessing the same Information. They everybody's seen or read the statements from the players from the club, seen the footage today. Today being Monday, as you said earlier, um of uh, the family and the players today going to the King Power Stadium to to pay their respect. Everybody's seen all that, and and although our opinions sometimes on footballing matters, whatever, differ from those that you might read on social media. Um, I think everybody in Leicester Leicestershire the country and globally stands united on the front that this is a deeply saddening uh, event uh, it highlights the wholly positive impact that Richi had on the club and the city um and the people uh, of the football club and of 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 Leicester and I don't think there's anything more we can add to events that have happened, that they've happened. Everybody knows what happened. Everybody has seen the aftermath of what has happened. We're not news bringers here. We're here to to try and start thinking about what happens now. And that's not an easy thing to think about. And, and don't think that we've taken this decision lightly. We haven't decided to go, ah, oh, what we're a couple of days on from it, we're just gonna move on. We're not we're not moving on in that sense, because I think it'll take people a long time to to get over this, whoever you are, however you relate yourselves to the the owner to the owner to the um to the club, to the city. But we felt that there was no need other than in the opening gambit here to to talk any further about the event itself
0: yeah exactly that's a, exactly what we said and and i'll just echo the fact that it was an extraordinary conversation in the fact that we actually had a conversation before we started talking the the basis of for fox sake is the fact that we do not talk beforehand we press record and then that's what the style of the podcast is and we have a production meeting pretty much as we as we're recording. Um think I think the one thing we have to highlight is it was it was an, an an odd situation that actually neither of us were there we weren't at the ground it's um for for me especially I've missed very few games in the last two or three years yourself rob with 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 obviously work uh commitments especially this you know you weren't there as well um so we'll throw that out there because I think a lot of people might be listening just thinking hang on you know, they might have an, an, you know, not an eyewitness account, but do you know what I mean? With the the story of what they what they saw, which is an absolutely fine, you know, if that was the case. But we weren't there, you know, we weren't we weren't there, so we won't go into it. So, yeah, and I think we have to start with the fact that obviously there's five people involved here, and we will make that point very very clear. If anyone's listening to this right now, and unfortunately gets the wrong idea that. We've somehow possibly, or the person listening to it has thought, hang on, how can they be talking about football? How can they be, you know when there's been, a, we know, don't get us wrong, you know, we know, we've seen, we know. So, when we talk about how do the football club progress and what will happen maybe in the next few weeks, and you know, we talk about that and debate and and, and try and possibly reason and maybe look back at other events in the past. At other football clubs and how it's kind of worked out. That's you know we we understand what's happened if you get what I mean. So, um, obviously today the families arrived and the, and the players are there, and the game against Southampton has been called off. Um, I still think they won't play on Saturday, and again we're recording this Monday. I've got absolutely no reason. Um, or no information, I just think that they will. I think I think it probably will be called off. They could play, they could not. Um, I just think, possibly they won't. Purely on the, on. I don't think they've trained. That's my key thing. If they don't train tomorrow, I don't think they'll play Saturday, which means, the next game will be Burnley at home, which will be the remembrance game. And obviously, it takes on a whole different meaning, etc, um, etc. Et so, I don't know what you think about that Rob but I I'd be
1: surprised if they travelled to Cardiff. Yeah, I'm in the same same boat as you. Um it's it's a difficult situation because um the 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 obviously the the club uh, as a business and uh and and in terms of people in in office positions and board positions is in many ways a separate entity to what happens on the football pitch, but ultimately, and especially at Leicester, the club is an, an at one entity. And and let's change the word entity there to family when we're talking about the the sort of uh, atmosphere that the that the owners managed to to instill in within the club in terms of staff, but also in terms of supporters. Um, around the world as well as locally so the players at, at Leicester in particular were and a lot of them were very attached to the owner likening um we tried to a, a father figure so how can they be expected to go about their day job which is it, which it is, Let, let's remember that footballers are in an extremely privileged position, but it is their job. How can they be expected to be in the right frame of mind to go and perform their job to the expected capability level so soon afterwards? That I mean, Saturday would be exactly seven days after it happening. That's not a lot of time to process what's happened, to, to start to deal with it in whatever way that that you feel personally... You need to. And also, some of the players, I don't know whether they actually witnessed physically the helicopter crash, but they certainly witnessed the aftermath. Uh, Reports that Kasper Schmeichel was one of the first out of the stadium to, to sort of attend the scene, if you like. That, as you said, Pete, neither of us were there. And I think that makes this podcast... Slightly easier for us from a from an entirely selfish point of view, because there there were people we've spoken to people that that were there, and I don't think if I saw it happen or saw the aftermath of it, I don't think I'd be able to to deal with it or come to terms with it anywhere near as as um, as well as I think I have so far having only known about it, and that's the same for the players. They were all there many of whom saw the direct aftermath. How can they, as human beings, be expected to be in the right frame of mind to to go out on the pitch? Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night's game was always going to be postponed, though. I don't think there was any question there. And and I hope that they get the right level of support and compassion from uh, the Premier League and the FA uh, in in terms of not having to go out and play football on saturday i can't see how they can be expected to do so
0: yeah i well i completely agree and i think the the figurehead and when it comes to these situations i know his name's been bandied around in terms of Cashbrush michael but you have to remember Cashbrush michael of course was one of the first players signed in terms of those still on the you know on the payroll really 2011 he was signed and I I've said to a number of um, outlets today, you know, people want to get a hold of a Leicester fans point of view, so they've searched for podcasts, and we know a number of outlets over the you know across the country and fellow podcasts or, or whatever, and they um and, and 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 they've want wanted to know, and and they've gone about it in a very, you know, tactful and you know treading on, you know, they don't want to basically you know ask and but. But they, they, they kind of have to. And it's been fine. I've just gone, look, no problem, you know, you know, just to put them at ease. And, and I've, I said, you know, how is Schmeichel still at the club? How is Vardy still at the club? And they're obviously here because of the success of the football and that they've been financially rewarded. But also they're here because of the, you know, the fact that they're so well looked after. My, my, one of my first thoughts was always the video. If you remember, um, it was Danny Drinkwater's birthday. And there was a cake. With candles on, and they sang "Happy Birthday." Where they were in the world, I have no idea. They were somewhere abroad on some trip. And Vardy, I think he did a a, a playful kind of uh, um, tap on on um, on drink water, and and that and got a few laughs. But he he, he thanked Vishai, and 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 he was there. And 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 that's a a, a memory. That's a, a thought I've had in my head for the last at least the last 24, 40 You know, since it since the incident. That's. That one video for me, and and it kind of sums everything up. Even players who have moved on, like Drinkwell, you know, it's they've moved on, but they've been there for maybe longer than some people would have imagined in some cases, and and they've were obviously part of, of that family. And I I just don't think it would be the case that Cardiff would even contemplate saying we're definitely going to play uh, if it was offered the chance that they would turn it down, you know, they'll they say, yes, obviously, we'll call it off, no, you know, no problems there. Um, and then obviously, they've got an extra week, you know, you, you know, you get back to the football side. And I've had a lot of people say to me, you know, who, who takes over now, which is a terrible thing to say, because then they turn around and go, oh, well, I didn't quite mean it in them blunt terms. But it's a conversation that will be had over the next few days and few weeks you know, does Top take over as chairman? And, you know, does is is he actually been doing more as a chairman on the football side of things than maybe Shy in terms of business side of things? I look at Top as someone who's a very similar age to me and I'm just thinking to myself, I can't run a football club, I can't run a bath, let alone a football club. So it's, they're, 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 you know, that's... A lot of people would say, obviously... That's something that to talk about in the future. How can you talk about that right now? Again, we go on the provider of we've you know, we've explained about how much of a, a horrible situation it is. But you know we are trying to you know not go over ground that's been gone over for the last you know forty eight hours or so. Um, it's a very interesting question, and it's it's a question which you, you never want to you know to ask. And 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 I've started to look back over you know, incidents in the past, when it it comes to football and it comes to huge disasters. Now, obviously, this is probably the biggest disaster and incident that's happened in the social media age in terms of high-profile Premier League football club and also the fact that, you know, the, the story behind that we all know. You know, you go back into history, into the eighties especially, for example, then, you know, there's plenty of examples there. I don't think you can. I I just don't think you can equate it to the same because of, you know, it's it's not a similar incident to many apart from maybe at Chelsea. But also, it's a different age now. It's a completely different game. Players are different. The relationship with the players and the and, and the family was uh completely different to pretty much any club even that are around right now, but any club in history, you know, you maybe go back to a possibly like a Jack Walker type person, you know, to have that kind of respect and relationship and someone who owned the club as well as um, was the chairman as well, who had the final say. Um, and it, it's just a completely new situation. I've kind of gone round in my head today um, and it's not quite, joined any dots together i don't know whether anyone else has any other thoughts on that but it's uh, it's just a tremendously awkward difficult situation to try and look forward to uh to what's going to happen you know from now on um a lot of people again will be saying right now there's no that's not, it's no time to be doing that but um again what what do you think rob you know in terms of how Leicester will now not move forward but what they will do in the forthcoming weeks there's there's no idea what's going to happen in terms of do they name the ground after Vishai? do they have statues or that sort of thing will take over you know that will happen that will just happen in time it will more than likely happen in an announcement either pretty much very quickly or it will be a probably something in the postseason um It's just very hard to try and look forward without, you know, rot instantly after what's happened.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a difficult one to to comprehend, really, because let's say you had a business where the chairman passed away and people had to sort of pick up the pieces, but pretty swiftly somebody would be put in control and although uh, if it was a businessman who'd been well known to the t- and really supportive to all of the employees for for decades people would still still probably be able to separate that element of work and 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 the personal relationship whereas here we've got the natural Successor who is already probably doing a lot of the day-to-day running of the football club anyway in top, having to somehow, sometime soon, think business when he's lost his father. He hasn't... It's not just his boss that he's lost. It's not the fact that he was working under somebody who has passed away and he will for the good of the business, assume the responsibilities there. This man has lost his father. Just try and comprehend that for for a second and how that would affect you personally. But then to try and... At no age as well. At exactly, no at no age whatsoever. And completely out of the blue. I know that doesn't always make it make it any easier or any more difficult, depending on the circumstances. But his family and his work top are completely intertwined here and it i mean there will be other people with business um with the business acumen within the club to to continue the day-to-day running in the short term absolutely but these are decisions that top is going to have to face you you don't even know and I'm, I'm, we we're trying really not to make this this podcast about speculation but i'm just trying to put myself in in his shoes if he built this club up to what it is now that's a fact with his father would would you feel that you couldn't then continue that without your father by your side and 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 would it sort of make you um have the opposite feeling towards the club going forward. Nobody can really start to fathom how Top's feeling right now. And that's him as a person. But also, people are looking to him, or not right this second, but very soon in the future, looking to look into him as, as a businessman, as as a leader, to continue to take our football club forward. And that is an extremely, almost impossible situation for for one man to be in exactly and
0: and again we're talking if people have just started to listen maybe someone's listening in the car and someone's got in that car and maybe someone's coming to the kitchen as people are cooking and am thinking of all the places that i listen to podcasts um if you are just joining this podcast right now again we're on the provider of what a absolutely terrible situation has happened five people you know five people have uh, lost their lives you know not just uh v shy um but we are looking forward we're trying to not go over ground that's been covered in the last 48 hours all over the world by virtually every single media outlet and social media etc we're trying to you know look forward but also try and talk about subjects that maybe people don't want to at the moment because again people might be listening to this on friday or saturday next week it's people listen at different times um the one thing that as you were just saying there regarding The future and and, and the ownership of the club, it's not going to be long until the January transfer window which means absolutely nothing in terms of what's just happened but again, the football world goes forward and if you literally section football to one side to what's happened um, I'm not saying that obviously Vishay or the chairman will sign off those players there will be susan Whelan and there'll be um john rudkin there'll, there'll be a lot of other things that would happen but again you know you're looking at plans that are in place and being taken out i've got absolutely no uh qualms is the wrong word i've got no problem or no uh, i've got full confidence should i say full confidence in the professionalism of the likes of rudkin and Whelan and everyone else at the club who is not a direct family member um, with Vishay to be able to carry their duties forward. And that includes the manager, Claude Powell. Doesn't matter about, we sit here talking about how can we progress from 10th to 7th or 6th in the league by maybe pushing the fullback on or playing a more creative midfielder alongside a defensive midfielder. It makes all the conversations we've had in the last 98 episodes absolutely pointless, to be honest. Um, but um, I've got no problems with the, the manager especially. If you just look at the manager for one second, Okay, who's who's obviously not been mentioned at all in any conversation because it's all been on the human aspects of the incident which is absolutely correct um, but if you just take Claude Puel he's an experienced guy a calm level-headed guy who um, has the respect of the players I believe and I think everyone believes that even if you're you're not fully okay with him as, as manager in terms of football side of things he still does have the respect of the players um, and I think will be uh, absolutely okay in terms of handling this situation i think him and his backroom staff in the terms of their personality and their experience um, again i'll put alongside rudkin and Wheelan in terms of i think they'll be okay in what an unbelievably difficult circumstance that they've got um, and that includes obviously the players a lot of them will as we've said before are close personal friends with each side, you know they will have their own personal issues nothing to do with football personal issues with, with losing someone that they know so well but um, I believe that everyone at the club um, that they've got in place in terms of the important positions including the manager and the backroom staff um, are the right people there to handle this you know it's not a young inexperienced manager it's not a manager imagine if it was Frank Lampard or someone who'd just been promoted from the backroom staff or you know like maybe even like a say a Shakespeare say who's not had the top job before and maybe not been used to talking in front of cameras or or, or being able to say possibly the right things at the right time under the glare of the spotlight because that will happen that, that those press conferences will happen and they'll be full and they'll be asking questions, as much as it sounds bad, but they'll be asking those questions. And I think that we've got the right people in place.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. And I think that's testimony to to the way that the football club has, has been run since um, since the King Power Group took over, really. And that's um, one of the many lasting legacies for Vichai, that the club is so well run, and not just by him and his son, but by everybody on every level Doing their jobs to the best of their abilities, and and I completely concur with what you're saying there, Pete. I have complete faith in their professional capabilities. Uh, they will know that the best thing they can do right now for um top for Vichai's memory for the football club is to take a couple of days to 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 try and process what's happened, but ultimately get back in to running the football club that so epitomized the 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 man that he was uh, by coming in and doing their job as professionally as they have done for for the many years that they've been here on 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 the most part and I agree with um with you as well these press conferences will happen the media although they are currently um reporting the matter with sensitivity and and by and large and on the whole, they will continue to do so. That's what you would expect, regardless. I think they've been. Ex- I think I think I'll have to say right now. I think from listening to a lot
0: of media outlets, I think a lot of a kudos has to go to Ian Stringer at, at Radio Leicester, uh, who's been on most radio stations. Same, seems like he's been at the ground a lot, and I, you can imagine the pressure being put on him from a lot of places to say, "Can you come on here? Can you come on there?" I've heard a lot from travelling up and down to do with my 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 normal my day job um and in terms of people like five live and talk sport etc where jeff peters etc has been there um arlo white was at the game as well so these are three very important key Leicester lads first of all and um people are at the ground at the time and they've been doing a lot of coverage i think the coverage so far has been exceptional it's been well done in the right tone and also I think they've clearly got the message across that we all know what's happened in Leicester in terms of the last eight years we know what he's done in terms of donating etc all the stories that we know and fans of other clubs don't they now know and it's been put across in a very uh, sensitive but also well balanced and well mannered way and Again, we're talking about right now, and we know what can happen in the media. You know, but right now, I think it's been handled very well by all outlets.
1: Absolutely, I think, um, yeah, from 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 me as well as you, and 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 from the podcast. Um, th- thank you to those those people that you mentioned, and and any others that are in and around the coverage of this story for for doing the doing the the event justice in terms of the fact that 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 they're covering it with with dignity with grace and sharing um the positive messages and the positive uh impact that Vichai had um and will continue to have his work and legacy will continue to have that positive impact and i think that's been extremely well done however and and it's a very fickle way of looking at it, but it's a very fickle industry. The 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 media, um, they will have to find a way to move this story on, and it won't cut it for many more days to be focusing on the tragedy, on the on the human element. There will have to be a way where they move things on, and I fear. Um, that they will not be doing that as tactfully as I believe we are right now. Um, But that is the way that it's going to be, and I think people have to prepare themselves for that. They're going to end up reading questions or watching press conferences, footage of press conferences or, or interview questions that they don't necessarily think should be being asked at this time, but at the same time, they are going to be. These people have a job to do, and their job is to move this story forward, and that involves asking difficult questions. And whether you think that's right or wrong on a moral level, or whether you think that's right or wrong on in the, in the way that they're being delivered, they're going to happen. So, so please, if you haven't yet thought of that, and I know it's still very raw for a lot of people, um, the. The all of the stuff on social media and then and and media outlets at the moment is excellent, it is heartwarming, it is heartfelt, but it is unlikely co- to continue in that vein, um, going forward. Um,
0: I completely agree. And and I'll something that we well, I mentioned to you before the show, um, which I'll say right now, um, I uh, th- this will happen. And it might take months, and it might take years, but it will happen. And this applies um, to fans who go and watch them at the King Power. Fans who go uh, and watch Leicester away. It will happen in the ground that things will be sung and shouted by opposition fans. I know for a fact because the one similar tragedy to this, in terms of you know what happened, what happened with Matthew Harding. I remember what happened at Filbert Street for a number of years. Songs were sung in the cop. I was there. I stood in in the cop, whilst they'll be whilst they were being sung. I've heard them, but that will happen. And I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it, it's 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 what happens in football. It's absolutely disgraceful. It's it's it should never happen, but it will. It's just the natural order. It just it just happens you know, it's absolutely terrible and it might take a long time but it will happen and I'm, I'm again, I'm not saying that people should just sit there on their hands and, and not complain or not shout or whatever but again, these things will happen and it's not what people want to hear right now but again, it's, that's just the way, the way of the world, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's terrible, sometimes, I, I was referring to people like owners or, or like players or like managers um i was i was referring to v in terms of it didn't matter in terms of what happened on the field because he was such a nice man off the field and also the way he handled himself and the way he looked after fans and players and, and the club etc that almost i know we won the league but the success on the field is not the story the story is him as a person and how what a, what a really nice guy he was um and then when you look at fans of other clubs or other clubs in, you know, they say, oh yeah, we've had you know owners this and the other. But generally, it's related to on the field success. And obviously, we've had that. But I think the the, the key thing with Shy, which has been put across, I think, so well by the media, and also been learnt by fans of other clubs, is that they they heard about the you know the, the donuts and the drinks and the t shirts and the the scarves etc. And they learnt about the donations, and all of a sudden it starts getting a bit... Hang on, is there any more? Well, yes, there was donations uh, to the universities. There was free season ticket holders. Oh, right. Um, there was the fact that they bought... They took no money out of the club. All the stuff that we know. And it's just steamrolled on top of fans of other clubs and they've gone, oh, my word, this is this is unbelievable. And it's got nothing to do... No one's mentioned anything to do with the football. and uh, But unfortunately, when it comes to the football, as soon as a bad challenge comes in or maybe a goal that was offside or or something that goes against opposition fans etc those things unfortunately will happen and again it's something that no one's probably really thought of but it will happen unfortunately and uh you know it's that's just that's just nature that that happens in football it shouldn't but it does
1: yeah and this this is what we have to remember as well that this will be and when it inevitably does happen, this will be a minority of people. You look at the response from the fo- from the football community and from the football world right at this moment in time. You know, Wembley lighting up its arch blue and white, cl- clubs up and down the country and around the world tweeting or posting on social media their their condolences, uh, their thoughts and their prayers to to everybody connected with Vichai's family, the football club, um, and and the wider the wider circle Uh, and most fans of those respective football clubs doing exactly the same thing Uh, and everybody at the moment is on the same page bar a few trolls on social media who are I don't you think, get with everything. Won't well, you? of course you will, but I don't think anybody really is genuinely thinking those negative things that they that the odd person here and there is tweeted. They are literally just trying to provoke a little bit of a reaction. So, uh, when as and when you do come across these things, try not to let them bother you. Try to be positive in the way that you remember Vichai and know that that is such a small minority of people that are that are going to be talking like that, that are going to be chanting like that. And they're going to do it for cheap laughs and the odd retweet. And they, I, I they like, will very like quickly to... be swept under the carpet.
0: Yeah, well, definitely. I, I, one thing I don't get a lot, but you know, you get the occasional bits. of I just like to turn it back to the football. <laughs> I, I like to just go back to the football. The, the, the incident or something that sparked the reaction from someone who just wants that reaction? I like to just go back to the football, whether that's in 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 words on the tweet or a Facebook message, or or even in the stands in the away end or in 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 the home end, depending if I've if I'm working at the ground. Obviously, it's different then. But if I was sitting in the King Power Stadium or if I went to watch Leicester away, I'd just like to bring it back to the football and the person in 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 particular who who, who was doing whatever will will then get bored and move on probably to a different target or maybe, fingers crossed, hopefully realise the error of their ways and, and carry on. But, you know, things happen in the heat of the moment. And it's, you know, I just, I just think it was it's something that probably has not been said ever. And I think it needed to be said because, again, these things come into your mind. Again, that video of Vishay with Drinkwater and Vardy and the whole team came into my head also scenes back when what happened in 96 obviously with, the, with my age and that was one of my first years as a season to get older again they, they, those things come back to your mind and um i'd imagine a lot of people have, have, have thought back to instances where they've they've seen v shy that's that's another thing really again th- th- this whole podcast is just going in different tangents which is really how it's meant to but uh you know did you meet him you know i, I never individually met him but again I, I saw him in the ground because he was near us but my main thought of him is seeing him at the sports personality of the year i um i took my dad who listens to the podcast and uh and we went and we were on road two of the public area on the main on the bottom seating area the main kind of um the floor, as you would have behind the athletes, but we're on road two, on the aisle. So as the Leicester play, the, the Leicester entourage, they all walk past us um, on the uh, just in front of us. The whole team, um, Claudio, and and, and again Shy uh, and Top, and they all walk past us. We were all suited up. I've got the big blue and white scarf on and all that sort of thing, and uh, and yeah, that that for me, I he, he walked past. I remember that you know that bit. Um, it was. There you go. That's that's the one bit. people might have met him on European tours. They might have met him outside the ground and said hello. By all accounts, when he spoke to people, or when should I say, people spoke to him, um, and they generally said kind of thank you, as if 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 he was in front of you, just say oh, thank thank you very much for all that you've done. He'd always respond with no, thank you. You know, you're the fan. You're the supporter. You're the person cheering them on, you know that that was his general. And then obviously he'd pose for you know a selfie or a photo. Never turned them down. You know, very humble guy. Um, I heard I heard someone say, and I, I've 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 said it myself, but it was actually someone on the radio. Um, no idea who. And uh, he he very quickly said he says, um, and I've said before about Leicester fans in the King Power. And what we expect from players and managers, and as a club, and that we're not, we don't expect a lot. We want hard working, fast, quick, exciting football. And if we've tried our hardest and lost, then there you go. You know that that kind of happens. But you know we are quite, and this guy goes, we're quite straightforward folk in Leicester. We talk quite straightforward. We've got that accent, um, and. He appeared almost to be from Leicester. He had that kind of straightforward personality of just respect. And this is how we're going to do things. It's going to be done like this. And if you've got a problem with it, then you've got no time here. Because we're a respectful family and we're going to run our business that way. And yes, we're going to reward you with success and we're going to look after you as a person, look at, again, Schmeichel, Vardy, etc. But we are no-nonsense, no-fuss, shake-your-hand, thank-you-very-much, being respectful uh, kind of people.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't really matter whether he and Top and, uh, and the rest of the family came to Leicester with that approach or whether they very quickly listened to the people that that make the football club, the fans, and, and realised that that was the way that they would be able to relate to them and the way that they would be able to show their appreciation of them. Uh, Leicester fans have never asked for too much, I don't think, and we never really asked for Anything from these from these owners. Um they chose they've chosen every single decision that, that, that they've made footballing, non-footballing, business related, fan relation wise. Every single decision has been made honestly, it's been made carefully, it's been made with the fans' interests in mind, because although running a football club is a business of course it is there's lots of money in and out on a on a daily basis. Football clubs ultimately don't exist without the fans and they really really um embodied that spirit from from day one they showed their appreciation um, of us and, and i say us because' we're, we're fans we are two fans that sit together. And, and talk about everything related to Leicester City. The owner, Vichai, his son, the rest of the King Power group and everybody at the football club have shown the fans how much we mean to them. And I think that is greatly appreciated because they've done it um, with honesty and with dignity. And it makes every single fan of Leicester City, whether you go to the King Power and away, every single game or whether you're a far flung fox in a in a in a random corner of the world i think that above most other things has managed to bring a togetherness at the football club that that many if any football club would be would be envious of because they don't have it 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 really is a very very unique atmosphere that has been created at the club due to the togetherness and the way that everybody can relate to everybody else. There's no alienation, there's no them and us. It is a completely whole football club. And that is why this news on on Saturday evening has hit us, um, the, the football club, the city and the world of football and and the world in general that's why it's hit it so hard because those that didn't appreciate it before have very quickly realized that it's like one giant family of which the father has has been tragically lost
0: yeah it's it's a one as we know one club city and again these things have been been repeated over and over again and and and, and it's it really has and you know in in the corner of of the room right now, you've got Man City playing, and and people refer Man City, the Man City way of of playing their football, and you look at the Liverpool way of playing their football, and and no news came out of the club in you know the seventies and eighties, etc. And in the early nineties, it was all catching house, and you've got you know the perceived West Ham way. Every club has kind of an identity, and 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 they've brought that to Leicester. You know, they've brought. Um, an identity of a anything can happen as we've seen on the field but also off the field n- you know no nonsense in terms of managers in terms of behavior um, in terms of also success and we we expect a certain level and if you don't have that level then we will go somewhere else and we're not afraid to take the the, the, the most difficult decisions and the most difficult football decision that's happened in the last few years has to be the sacking of Claudio Ranieri. They did and the majority of Leicester fans I believe we certainly did at the time it was the right decision because we were going down at the time. They took that decision, but they did it in a style of yes, you, you know, you you are you are sacked. It wasn't um a long extended period there wasn't anything that was being bandied around for ages. It happened and then quickly moved on. Uh, and brought in obviously Shakespeare at the time, and and these things have happened. They've stood by a manager. Look, look what happened with Pearson. You know how they stuck by Pearson through not getting promoted and then getting promoted, staying up. We know why he left, um, and then being brought back as, as a manager um, of their of the sister club in, in Belgium, etc. It's you know that that that's they've brought that to the club, and uh, and that all stems from the top. And that all stems from vishai and the way that he's not only ran his businesses and football club but also he's you know ran his family if you want like to say that way and i'm pretty sure it will carry on here that is now the leicester way if people said what is the leicester way they'll say it on the field but also they'll know off the field also, the likes of turning down money for the Maguire. I know, again, it, it, things like this, which don't mean absolutely anything in terms of, you know, the terrible incidents happened. But, you know, turning down, I believe, I believe that there were bids in the summer. There were bids turned down. Again, not made notice by Leicester. Just turned down, no. You know, thank you very much, no. And that's it. He's not for sale. Not this that and you look at Mares the situation there. By the way, Mares scoring today, you know, for Man City, what a, you know, what a a thing there. You know, these things will happen in football. They they do happen. But, uh, um, again, the Mare situation. No, you're not for sale. No, you want him, pay the money. Again, no nonsense, no fuss. Just just how it is, and uh, and yeah, it's. I'm trying to think of where to go from now. You know, in the pod, really. You know, it's it's you, know, you can't really sum up the episode. You can't really sum up, you know, what's happened. It's just we will now wait for the next few days. You know, who knows what could happen tomorrow? There might be an announcement that Cardiff is cancelled. Who knows? There might be an announcement tomorrow regarding the future roles at the club. There might be a few announcement tomorrow. Or the next few days regarding the renaming of the stadium, or or anything to do with that. You know, we have no idea; no one does. Um, we'll just have to stick by the rolling news and and see what happens. Um, I, for one, hope that they don't play on Saturday. I really do. Um, I just think it will give the players the ability just to breathe, just to you know, take stock, get full training and again for the next game. Um, and just, you, you don't want any incidents. You don't want anything like a player who has probably gone, because they've been given grief counselling, etc. You don't want a player who could maybe say, bluff his way through, but you know what I mean, just say, yes, I'm fine. And then when it comes to the day, it turns out he's absolutely completely not ready. You don't want anything like that at all. Um, and I think for me, the sensible approach was would be just to give just to give them that extra bit of time. It's a game. It's a game. Do you know what I mean? Who who cares? It's it's that one game. You know, just 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 say no now, and and we'll we'll carry on. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I went down today. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I've seen the pictures. It was absolutely silent, and there was you know dozens there, probably well hundreds really. The, the amount of media, etc. Put down a, a little little scarf. Old scarf I've got, in there, and a program from the Wolves game which had shy on the front. I, I dug that one out and um and found that one with it with his picture on and that and put that down. What do you do? What do you do? Do you know what I mean? And there was people walking from all corners of Leicester with uh from a long time I came down Elston Road for those who know the city well, and um and there were people walking from far away carrying bouquets, etc. and and all sorts. And and I went down there thinking, you know. Saying I'm slightly cynical, but yeah, people who's turning up, who's putting these things down, you know, it's not, it's not the sort of thing I would do, but I've gone and done it without really kind of thinking, and I've gone down there, and it's just been very somber indeed, and we've all seen the photos and the pictures, and 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 it's it is what it is. It's it's uh, it's a very somber mood down there, and uh, and I, I I will say generally if you have the chance to do it i would just to go down and just take a look and i know that sounds strange and those people awkwardly trying to take a photo going and they were literally saying do i do this is it okay to take one is it it's because you know what do you do go down there and take a photo and and go and you know remember and put down something I would advise people to do it, even if you've never even thought of it. I would advise people if they can to go and do it over over the next few days. Um, and I think it would be, you know, it would be something that again you you would have memory. I went down there, and, and again the memory of Sports Personality of the Year came back to me there. That was the one thing I was thinking of. Um, so I, I would advise people to go down and do it, um, and 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 see what's. Uh, what, what's happened down there and, and we've seen all the pictures but uh but there we go it's um well it's an episode that we would never in a million years wanted or expected or anything else really you know what what happens from now on we we will wait and see so there we go we, we've had um yeah you know, we've had people in. we've had people respond to messages that we, we are generally I, I i'm in control of the of the uh the twitter handle um you you also rob obviously got access as well but i generally just try not to really put anything because again there's lots there so i just kind of you know put the odd picture and just gone look i'm not going to add anything that's worthwhile on a tweet um but we've had people tweet in and message and that sort of thing and we've tried to retweet them and that's great we've had emails from people all around the world um regarding the situation regarding uh, their own thoughts and i think really we should we should finish on an email um now we've actually not replied to samuel but uh, there we go i should really re- reply to him um it's quite rude that i've not but um samuel cook who um if you may remember uh, a long time ago when we were in europe um i told the story actually that um i met him in madrid and uh he stopped me and he puts on the email i'm not going to go through the email now rob you kind of mentioned that we might do but i i i, I don't think we should maybe we'll do it on the next uh episode um it'll be quite a thing for the 100th episode to read it because it's a it's a beautiful email absolutely fantastic um in in many different ways and uh, and he mentions about you know, you know just generally meeting me and he says you know do you remember of course I remember I remember exactly you know where I was I was the fall wearing the Atletico Madrid shirt because I was in the in the home end um surrounded by half of northwest Leicestershire but um and he goes on about how the podcast is you know his his kind of eyes on Leicestershire his eyes on the club and it feels like there's two people sitting in the room talking about football um to him and and with him, i.e. half of it is nonsense and half of it is being repeated from what they said 10 minutes ago and half of it doesn't make sense and they have to backtrack on what they said. That's pretty much what I do. Uh, Rob, you're a bit more professional. But um, he, he goes on about it and he then goes on about what's happened, you know, in the last, you know, couple of days, and he doesn't really want to listen to the podcast, and he might take him a while to listen to it. And I just hope that when he does, and when everyone does listen to this, that it's not um, the one that they feared. You know, it's not that podcast. It, it is one that you know looks back fondly without, um, and and also then looks forward as well with being respectful, and you know, without dwelling on the horrible aspects too much of what's happened, but also acknowledging them at the start of the show and acknowledging them as being the absolute most important things that's happened in the last uh, few days. So um, we'll get in contact with Samuel. Again, if you want to email in or or tweet in at FFSPod, uh, for Fox8Podcast at gmail.com, if you want to um, write a a, a longer email. I will actually say, actually, uh, Rob... It would be nice if people actually would email in. If if you could put down in words not your thoughts on, like on on what's happened, but maybe your thoughts on maybe what could be done in terms of honouring V. Shy, um, which everyone's got their own you know opinion and what could happen, or maybe when you met him or something along those lines um, would be very nice, and we could. That'll be a a nice thing to then read out on the 100th episode of the podcast. Um, I don't know whether you've got any thoughts on that, Rob. Again, production meeting on air.
1: Yeah, I think that would be a really nice way to do it. Obviously, um, ever since we got our episode numbers into the 90s, you've been building up to the fact that it's nearly 100 and the 100th episode in uh, many ways was although we hadn't planned it, going to be a, a celebratory episode of the podcast, of our football club. And I think it still can be um, in that light. I think it would be actually quite an an important thing to do. I think it would be quite a, a nice way to present um, a collective fan's view of in one place, if you like, via our podcasts. Obviously, there are there are many like other. No, there are many other discussion. Leicester outlets. Yeah, there, no, there are many other Leicester fan-based outlets out there. More and more since since the the growth of the club. Absolutely, but if if we can take the overall voice of our listenership in terms of the. Happy memories that they have, directly or indirectly related to Vichai, or going forward, how they think it would be best to commemorate him. I think that'd be a really nice way to for us to reach our centenary um, on 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 such a such an important note. I don't think I've got anything left to add here in this discussion or to the podcast other than to say thank you to to every single one of you that that does listen to this podcast and although we say it is two fans sitting together talking we do appreciate the the listenership that we have and that is why we decided to do the podcast in this way today and we hope and i hope personally that we have managed to to deliver this in a way that is that is um, befitting of of the situation of the of the enormity of the loss that everybody's feeling right now and we hope that we have helped in in whatever way even just by you sitting and listening to this uh, and if it would help you to share your thoughts with us then then please do so because we are Trying to present a voice of some fans, and yes, we can do that between us, but we can't do that without you. So, so thank you for that, and we hope that we've done uh, the, that. This episode has done that justice.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Uh, we've got a hundredth episode. Obviously, next time, let's discuss what's happened in those one hundred episodes, and it's all been fundamentally good, and it all. Obviously, culminated a couple of years ago, and it was all down, obviously, to to one man ultimately who produced everything. And what a great way to to go about that! By again, what is your favourite moment over the last hundred episodes of for Fox Eight podcast in terms of the football club? In terms of little snippets, like seeing it shy here, like remembering a moment on the field, like. Getting your first season ticket, like a, a, a moment that no one else knows apart from you. Maybe um a, a, an incident with a player or with the owners or anything at all. Um, you know, send them in. You know how to get in contact. Facebook, type in for Fox Eight Podcast. Go on Twitter at FFS Pod for Fox Eight Podcast, and you can find us on there. Send us a message. Send us a direct message. And um, if you don't want to tweet us, then again, just say give us a follow and then you can send us a direct message Uh, and then of course email for fox8podcast at gmail.com is the email address